All right, everybody, welcome back in. It is the College Basketball Show. After a long delay, after a happy and hearty holidays, I'm joined by my co-host. He is the host of Redboard Rewind on the In The Money Podcast Network and the Sultan of Swath. He is Spencer Luganbell. Spencer, it's good to see you, buddy, and uh, it's good to see you're happy and healthy and, and uh, had a good holiday. Man, talk about a quick holiday, man. I mean, we, obviously we took that break in between, but maybe it was a good break with all the cancellations. Obviously, your bowl season for college football is getting messed up. I haven't Brutal. played much Brutal. In betting in general, even Premier League and stuff like that. Um, also, <laughs> just to add to the accolade, when, I, when the new year starts, I will be doing something with uh, Odds Honest Truth on chalkboard and also giving out my top three selections for soccer on the weekends. So beautiful doing that as well. So, no, I mean, obviously the COVID stuff is coming back and – you know, I think at this point, what was there, one game tonight? It's getting to the point yeah. where, I mean, I, I say take a break. I, and I go, took Brown in the points, and they just got throttled. Of course you did, because you're the degenerate that has to take the, the only game of the night. I get that. But, no, I think I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be talking a little bit of OVC tonight. You know, obviously a team that me and you have liked a lot throughout the season. I haven't been doing, doing too well betting them, but – Excited to talk Ohio Valley Conference tonight and just overall, you know, looking forward to, you know, maybe getting back on the horse a little bit this week. So, yeah, and you're right, you know, over on Chalkboard last week, I actually had a pretty good week. I had one night I went 3-0, and I think overall in the week 5-1, and which I'm not going to – that's not too shabby, uh, especially with a 3-0 and night. But, you know, I, I took the last week, the better part of the last week, since there's not really any games going – to kind of take a step back and, and look at some things, look at some trends. And, you know, and this is one thing I wanted to bring up, and this is something I'm going to copy from uh, the big man on campus, our friend Jeff Nadeau, who was on the other week. Uh, and that's free throw percentage. I mean, if you take a look at the teams that are the best teams in the country against the spread, we're talking LSU, mm-hmm. uh, who has – uh, oddly enough, uh, the number one adjusted defense in the country and Will Wade's previous highest was like 54th. I, I don't know. He just, you know, maybe he just spent a lot of extra time <clears throat> money on getting that defense better. I don't know what's happening, but it's certainly a, a elite defense uh, for Will Wade. But you look at LSU 10 and two against the number. And then I start looking, why is that? You know, their competition's been, you know, relatively decent, but they've really beaten teams down the stretch, and they're doing it at the charity strike. They're shooting 76% from the free throw line. You take a look at a team like Monmouth, a team we've been riding a lot this year. Um, They got beat outright at home against Hofstra. You you know, Spencer, Hofstra's 63-39 and in the last three years against the number. I, I looked at like just because we we're, we're originally going to talk about a different conference, obviously that being Colonial. Yeah. Tonight, we kind of we kind of rotate off. Hofstra's like the number twenty-one team offense. Some ridiculous analytic where they're like top twenty-five, and I was like, "Excuse me," and I I kept digging. I'm like, "That's incredible with how if good you, they're playing this year." If you just bet Hofstra straight up for like the last three years, you'd be up a lot of money. You you'd be up a lot of money. Um, but you both these teams great against the number Monmouth going into that game was 12 and 0 against the number 
you're talking about 80%, 81% from the charity stripe. Look, this is, it's simple. You want a team, you want to back a team that has a good above 70 free throw percentage. That's what you got to do. That, those are the teams that are going to cover for you. Um, and if you do that, if, you, if you're deciding between two and you look at that free throw percentage, uh, maybe, maybe it's a check for or check against. And likewise, you look at the worst teams in the country at covering the spread. One of those we'll get to in a little bit, talking in the Ohio Valley, but a team I, I've just loved. Ooey Pooey, the Jags from Ooey Pooey, yeah. IUPUI. This team, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's watched a game with these guys, but they are one of the worst offenses I've ever seen in college basketball. And, and I mean, that's the most frustrating part is like, and I agree with you, what you say about the, the free throws, free, free throws in general. If you're not making free one point baskets down the stretch, there's a problem. You, you need like, and how you say the teams that are better covering the spread. I think overall, I think if you just look at teams that do score more from the stripe than the other team, I'd love to know what that when, when loss ratio is overall, whether it's spread or just straight up, if you're scoring more, from the charity stripe, be able to get to the charity stripe more. That's the whole reason not to get into NBA, but that's the whole reason why the Nets were having so much trouble this year is because now they have the non-basketball or the non-basketball moves. They've gone back on that. James Harden used to get to the line 12 times a night. Now he's getting to the line five times a night. That's seven points. That's a lot for 64% from the from the free throw line IUPY. They can't get to the stripe. And even when they do, they they suck at it. They, they can't they can't shoot. I mean, their field goal percentage is horrific. But like, you got to look at these teams. It, there's a reason why teams are are not covering, and it's because they're at the charity stripe. So take a look at that. I think it's well worth uh, when you're looking at. And the score is a good app for it. A nice, quick, easy, dirty. You can do it there. Um, but uh, we'll bring up these topics from time to time. Stuff me and you are just kind of ruminating about and want to throw it out there. Uh, Spencer, you're right. You kind of you kind of previewed it. We are going to do the colonial next week. Uh, we wanted to do something that was a little bit easier uh, as far as conferences that we cover. Uh, and I, I figured uh, Ohio Valley was was a good place to start. Spencer, give us your broad overview on the Ohio Valley. So we're going to talk about the, the big three, the big three meathead. Belmont, Murray State, and Moorhead State. So far, Belmont this year is 10 and 3, Murray State 10 and 2, and then you got Moorhead State 8 and 5. I, I mean, Belmont is a top 50 offense, top 100 defense. They're top 25 in effective field goal. Their shooting is incredible from two point percentage. They're top 100 in free throw percentage, like we had just talked about, which adding to it. I had obviously played them in the opener against Ohio, where Ohio decided to shoot almost 50% from three. I lose that game. Happens. And I think overall, when you just look at this type of team, they lost to Ohio, they lost to LSU, which you would, which now we've dropped the hammer on that. They're the number one defense. And they lost to Dayton, and Dayton's kind of been that up and down team. Everywhere else they've won, they're 10 and three. Their next five games are obviously conference games, and the hardest team they play is 294 before they get to Murray State. Oh my goodness gracious, what this team is going to do to teams. Now we'll get into that second team in Murray State, and I think that this is where it gets kind of interesting. They, they lost East Tennessee State by a, a decent amount, eight points, but and they're the 151st team. 
lost to Auburn by about 12. Every other game they've won, they've played three non, non-D1 teams. But I believe when I looked at it overall, you know, their big win, they beat Memphis by two, but obviously Memphis came back and beat, what was it, Alabama that we played that game? That yeah. was Memphis wasn't that good. They're 4-0 against 200-plus teams. Murray State will sway through this entire bottom end of this OVC and just end up, you know, it'll be them versus Belmont. And right now, obviously, conference matters more than just the overall win-loss, but those that will be the game. will be Belmont, Murray State. Each and every time, Murray State, a top 100 team in offense, defense, top 100 in effective field goal, their top 15 offensive rebounding, top 100, 3% and 2%. I just think when you overall look at this team, that their offensive rebounding percentage, this is what matters. When they don't make shots, they're getting the free put back. They're getting that free outlet three. That's extra points. And we talk about the free throw line. Offensive rebounding and, and free throw percentages, that's what really makes it matter. And real quick, I'll just go into the last te- team, and then you can give your overview. Moorhead State, eight and five. They are just the absolute team that it, they're just the best of the rest. They're top 100 in field goal percentage, but their defense – they're 250 plus in defensive effective field goal percentage. Four of their five losses are coming against the top 100. They're just going to lose to those top two each time. It's four losses in conference, and then they're going to beat everybody else. Yeah, I think the one thing you got to understand about Morehead State is it, it, it's really Janai Broom. It's mm-hmm. his show, and and don't get it twisted. I I think he is the best player in the conference. By far, I mean, this is a guy that's that really will should and will be in the NBA at some point. Once, once I think he gets another year or two in on his game, I think, and he really matures. I mean, he's going to average twenty two a night. He's going to pull his his boards down. They run the offense through him, Um, and so Morehead State is kind of limited in in that you know, yeah, you have Broom and you and you have a few other supporting characters and pieces but you don't have the depth of consistent firepower that a team like murray state has i mean murray state spreads it around belmont has you know uh between matthews and and uh nick musinski i mean it's tough to beat belmont's a bear for for a regular d1 team because belmont can shoot and, and they got some pieces down low. They can kick it out. They can play in transition. They can play. They're kind of the game. most complete team is, is the best way. Yeah, to they're pretty it. much the most complete it's team. It's almost but... like, you know, you, you look, you, you put every, every team in the lineup. They've got five solid pieces. Everyone else may have good three-point shooting, but if they miss, they're terrible on the glass. They might have great free throw percentage shooting, but they can't get to the line. So I, I agree with you. They're, 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 most, they're pretty much the most complete team in the OBC for sure. Yeah, and I think I think realistically, you you look at the rest of them. Normally, it, it you know in past years it would be Austin P. You'd look at Austin P. But they've kind of fallen off. They're they're in a rebuilding phase uh, with uh, you know transfers out this year. It's kind of a new cast, and they're working a new system there. Uh, Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State, they're almost the same team. UT Martin's almost the same as SIU Edwardsville. Uh, I mean, it's realistically if you're not betting on the top three teams it's really hard to bet this league but i'll tell you there's one other team you can bet and it's the team i was talking about earlier and alluding to 
and that is Eastern Illinois, who, for my money's bottom five team in the country. This is a team who, who could only score 61 points against Central Michigan. And Central Michigan is essentially a layup line. The, That's they're essentially adjusted, what they are. They're adjusted offense? You want to take a guess what that number is? Uh, 80? 85? 355 in the country? It just... I mean, if you're in the eight, there's 20 teams in the 80s. If yeah. you're in the 80s, you're that that is horrific. You're the layup line. You're the team. You're the guy getting last picked in dodgeball, or was getting headhunted by all the varsity pitchers and basketball players. You you look at what they've done, and and I this is what I'm going to highlight this week. When when you look at a, a conference like this, you you want to stay away from Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State. You want to stay away from UT Martin, Austin P. You want to stay away from those games unless there's an injury or you, you've got some real key deciding factors in there, unless they're playing the top three teams. The top three teams in the Ohio Valley are so much head and shoulders above mm-hmm. talent-wise what the rest of the league is, and, and, and the books may not catch up immediately. It's kind of like I remember playing tennis – and we, we would go play a team called, in Rondout where they had the two brothers who would go to States every year. And our top two guys would just be like, okay, 6-0, 6-0. Can we go on the bus and go back home and take a nap? Everyone else trying to fight out for the win. But I, when you see this, I agree with you again, the top, the top side of the division, I'm playing against Eastern Illinois 75% of the time. And I'm going to play Belmont, Murray State, and Moorhead State 95% of the time against all these other teams. I mean, just adjusted overall. Belmont is 55, Murray State 80, 140 for Moorhead, and then a huge drop down to 276. And when, yeah. when we say there's like 360 teams, so you're looking at 180 is the midway point. There's only three teams even close, even a little bit below the midway point. And there's not even like a team in the 180, 200 range is 276. So, I mean, the rest of this division. And they're not playing They're not playing Gonzaga and Alabama and, and Oklahoma. I mean, they're playing UNC Asheville. You're playing. You're playing uh, fairly Dickinson. You're you're playing just random bum teams. I mean, and I kind of feel like when you look overall, just in any type of you know, bring it back to soccer with the big six against the rest of the the, the teams in there. This conference is 27th out of 32. They're minus 8.64 adjusted rating, and the reason that is because there's only two or three good teams in there. And this, I I believe, it's a one. Almost maybe sometimes they get two teams in bid for the NCAA tournament, right? No, it's a one, it's a one bid. But I, I mean, look, if Belmont were to win the league, I with Murray State's victory over Memphis, you know, does does some stuff break for him right at the end of the year? I don't know. I, I would hope that. I mean, with me just being the beginner, I would hope that people inside that room who know college basketball way better than I do would realize how much of a just fucking disaster zone Memphis was for like that two two three weeks slate. And just like, okay, now the wheels are back on. I don't know if the wheels are back on. But. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, this week going forward, I, I've got my eyes peeled on Eastern Illinois because guess what they played this week? In the span of seven days, they played Moorhead. They played Belmont. They play uh, Murray. Hey, g- give me give me all of them by a million. Because I'm that's that's insane. what it feels like. You're going to see double-digit spreads. Lay it. Lay I mean, it. listen, and this is the scary thing. If Moorhead State in their first game against Eastern Illinois is 
a 20 point favorite, which is pretty much what I think Ken Palm had it at. Where's Belmont supposed to be? 30? That's a lot. 25 for just four. For such a bad team. I mean, you're gonna have to lay these big time points with a bad team like that. And sure, you'll probably just sweat out the last 10 minutes when they're only up, you know, 14, 16 points. But that's where the good free throw teams come in. Bing, bang, boom. They get eight or 10 at the charity stripe. They only miss, you know, nine of 10 from the stripe in those last five minutes. That's how you get your bonus points and get and get coverage. I mean, all the other games, I mean, Murray State's 19-point favorites against, you know, Southeast Missouri State. I, it's bad. It's it, This league is the have and the have-nots. And then, and then you have Eastern Illinois. And look, this is a team that lost to Eastern Kentucky by almost 40. Look, Eastern Kentucky doesn't play defense. They don't. How, how you only put up 40 points against Eastern Kentucky is, it's almost baffling. It's almost, it, it, look, I, I'm going to lay double digits. And it's, it's the same thing with IUPUI. Just bet against them. Don't watch the game. It, it's like betting Maine basketball. Don't watch the game. Just take the under because Maine can't shoot. So that's my take on the Ohio Valley. Give me, give me every single team against uh, Eastern Illinois this week. For me, I, 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 kind of, I tend to agree there. I would say as well. Take your Belmont, take your Murray State, and hopefully Moorhead State, if that line starts to close in a little bit more with those top two, I think you can still really take the top two against them. And once it gets down to that Belmont-Murray State, guess what? You're already, you know, six and one, five and one for the week. Skip that game. Just watch it on the, on the, on the telly and just enjoy it. Like, this is not where – this is why this game is so – like, as being a sports player and horse player, you're allowed to skip games. You can't really do it in football. There's only six, you know, sixteen games games a week. This you can skip because guess what? There's a hundred more games coming. Let's get to some uh, games coming up this week. You know, a, a team I've been following, and this shout out to Rob, the Texans of Tarlington State. I mean, this is a team. They're just gritty. They're slow. It's it, it, like it, watching them play. It's like they they get the shot clock down to twenty. And then they look up and they go, oh, we got, we got to shoot the ball in five seconds. That's their offense. But they get fouled. And Spencer, what do they do? They get to the line. Yeah. And they make their free throw. 75% shooting team. That's why you cover against Gonzaga. That's why you cover against Michigan. They play Dixie State. And I'll tell you, Dixie State's going to want to just, just run. And we've seen this with Tarleton State. They're going to play their game. They don't, they don't care that you want to run. I, I really actually like Tarleton State against Dixie State. You know they're going to be the dog uh, away. That's on Thursday night. But I'll, I'll be on Tarleton State. I'll, I'll give you one for tomorrow. James Madison versus Penn. I love me some James Madison in, in this matchup. Just Penn's defense is so bad. 292 effective field goal. 318 for turnover percentage. They're, you know, the best thing they do is they keep teams away from the free throw line. But I think when you're giving up offensive rebounds, it doesn't matter if the free throw lines or the shots from the free throw line or from two feet underneath the basket. It's either going to be two points or you're going to hack them and then it's a point. Uh, the JMU defense does the same thing. They don't allow teams to get to the line, so that's a wash to me. And they love to strip the ball from opponents. And I just think that overall in this game, they have uh, Penn winning by a point. I think that is going to be a joke. James Madison is 164. Ken Baum, Penn is 220. Give me the James Madison team. 
I'll add this in late night game. Yale, your Bulldogs traveling to uh, Moraga to take on St. Mary's and the Gales. I'm a St. Mary's guy. Randy Bennett's got this team humming along. I mean, they're defensively, I mean, they're locked down and and they can shoot. And you're going cross country to their gym. Give me whatever. I'll, I'll lay whatever with the Gales. I think they absolutely dominate Yale in this one. I think too, and just uh, listen, whatever this point spread is, Texas versus Incarnate Word, it's going to be on the Longhorn Network at 830 tomorrow. It says Texas 79 to 48. Give me all the points. I think this is going to be a, a warm-up game for Texas going into conference. Well, I think they're, here, they're here's the thing. I want, here's the what I want to stop you on. Chris Beard has not opened up this team. I mean, look, I, I'm personally, like, I, I think the team's going to come together. How are you only scoring 63 points on Arkansas peanut butter? I think <laughs> well, 60, 68 points against Alabama state. I, mean, I think we, with we all the, co- I think with all the COVID stuff and listen, there's so many new pieces coming in. This I think is the breakout game. Yeah. I mean, the resting. I don't but think my point is the resting Malik Hart, the resting Trey Mitchell. I mean, the, it, it, these guys are only playing 20 minutes, 20 mm-hmm. to 30 minutes in the game. I think that this is the game where he lets them, you know, takes the leash off a little bit, 25-30. I think that they finally – it's more of a Rucker Park game than it is a college basketball game. I think that they just kind of, you know, this is what we need to see day in, day out going into conference, in the top Big 12 conference, that is. I, I, I'll say this. I, I don't I, – I've decided I'm just not going to play the these Texas uh, uh, blowout spreads, games. blowout yeah. spreads. Um, but I will say – Incarnate Word is a team that can get absolutely throttled and blown out. I'd be more interested in Texas team total. I'd be more, I'd be really yep. interested in what the Texas first half line is. Um, and, and Incarnate Word has struggled in the first half. And that's that's a key thing when you're looking at but total- they, they have gotten some backdoor covers late in yeah. these games because you get you get the uh, at Purdue. They got they got a backdoor cover because they sat everybody for the last sixteen minutes of the game. Yeah, that, that's a fair assessment. So yeah, maybe it is. Maybe I'll okay. I'll squeak back on that. Let me do a little rewind here. Give me Texas first half, whatever that point spread is. Okay, like the I dig it. I dig it, um, folks. We're gonna come back later this week. We're gonna try and get a little bit more uh, uh, repetition rhythm into this show uh spencer's busy i'm busy but we do this because we love you <laughs> a little bruce pritchard for you anyway spencer where can the good people find you you can find me on twitter at handy underscore capper i'm gonna have benny south street one of uh socal's finest handicappers on tomorrow to talk everything happening from opening day at santa anita from sunday including flight line and why i think he is the most overrated horse Everyone was jumping through saying he's Ghost Sapper and Frankel. For all of you non-horse racing folks, I'm so sorry for those two names. And uh, yeah, I'm, just looking, I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, like I said, I'm going to start the stuff with Odds Honest Truth and just really, you know, I'm waiting for the COVID stuff to die down before I really start sinking my teeth back into really betting high, you know, high volume games. Oh, please give my best to Benny. Me and him are such oh, good friends. I will. We're so close. Uh, That'll be exciting. That'll be good. Um, Folks, we'll be back 
Hopefully later this week, a college football show. We got to wrap up this uh, New Year's Six. Bobcat and JC are holding hands in Miami for the game. I don't know. Uh, we'll see if we can get them. If not, we'll see if we can get CVD, but we'll have you covered here on the Stewcast. So until next time for me and Spencer, we are out.